Welcome to Election Profit Makers, your guide for winning and losing money on elections and current events. Oh, and speaking of current events, they're all good. My name is Kid Midas, the original wave rider, and I'm joined on the line from way down south in North Carolina, the one and only Long John Silver. John, what's the good news in America this week? None. No, no good news that I can see. I've got a bit of good news for you. High school football coaches can now pray on the 50-yard line after their games. If they win, they say a prayer of thanks. And if they lose, they say a prayer of rage. They say, Heavenly Father, God damn you to all hell for not letting these boys win this game. I told you this was a title quarterfinal championship game, and we practiced and practiced. And Lord, you snatched victory from the jaws of defeat, and then you gave us defeat in the place of victory. I shun you, Lord. I shun you and my players shun you. They can do yeah. that now. No separation of church and state. No. And, and uh, you know, apparently the environmental stuff that's coming down the pike is going to be nice. Is just going to blow people away. Um, it's pretty hard not to be discouraged uh, this week, you know, especially after Friday's news. You know, in spite of everything, I think people like us were raised in a time... Maybe because when we were young, it was still in the aftermath of the civil rights legislation and stuff. You did really have a sense that overall, if you really zoom out, things will get better. Yeah, the 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 moral something bending. The moral arc of the universe will bend towards justice or whatever that saying is. Right. Then it yeah, seems like bending it, towards justice. Yeah, we're we're in a big time downtrend. This is moment. one of those moments where you're like, oh right, things can move backwards as well. I think a lot of people are caught kind of flat-footed. Yeah, it's devastating in, in, yeah, in ways that are going to play out for years and affect you know, millions of lives. And, and yeah, like you say, the worst part is that wasn't the worst, that, that this can get much worse if we don't take some sort of decisive action to, to, to stop uh, you know, anti-abortion legislation or you know, anti-climate legislation in, in, in particular states. I would like to get a mess, some messaging from the Democratic Party that where the language gets a little more specific and proactive than the language in the 40,000 fundraising emails I received in, within the space of 30 minutes on Friday, where there I got so many messages from Nancy Pelosi just coming at me over and over again saying, we must fight. You must donate so that we can fight. It's like, what? Okay, what's the, what are we doing? What's the plan? Yeah, what exactly? Are we gonna over are we gonna overturn the filibuster? Are we doing that or not? Or are we just gonna fight? The fight I, there's something about the language of fighting. It's like, okay, what are we fighting with? Are we fighting with sticks? Are we fighting with knives? Is this yeah. gonna be a chain fight? Or is this gonna be charades? <laughs> or are we playing tetherball? Or are we playing knuckleball? Like what, what? What's the fight? And I think I think a lot of people are saying that. That um, I think Brian Putler, he has been saying that. Yeah, the Democrats just need to get very specific in their language, and it seems like maybe that's catching on. It did not catch on in, in all these fundraising letters, but some of the senators and House members have come out and and been like, "Listen, we need two more senators." That's what we need. And what we're going to do with that is we're going to codify Roe nationally. And um, I think that type of um, language 
is important because yeah, you're right. The, uh, the fighting and the donate and vote. It's like, all right, I guess I'll do that again, yet again. <laughs> yeah, it needs to be do this, do X, and we'll do Y. Instead of do X, the other side is bad. It's because they hate their act. They, I think a lot of Democrats, first of all, I think a lot of Democrats do feel icky about abortion. And they don't want to just go all in. It's like the same thing with the fucking cops. They're just so skittish. It's like, you can change people's minds if you just commit to something. I don't think you have to be so whatever. What's everybody everybody listening to us right now probably agrees with us. So why even talk about it? I will say that god damn Nancy Pelosi got to a lectern and recited that poem with a swiftness on Friday. You cannot have a national tragedy. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi will waste no time acting like she's at the fucking Iowa writers workshop come out and recite some dip ass poem. Apparently, this is the same poem she recited after January 6th. Like, it's not working. <laughs> the poems, <laughs> the poems aren't working. Send reinforcements. <laughs> I don't think the poems are up to the task. Was the poem, was this read when they sang the God Bless America? No, that's di- the God Bless America thing was different. Okay, that's, a, that's, I think, just an example of some unfortunate timing. They passed the bipartisan gun legislation, and then a bunch of them went out on the Capitol steps to sing God Bless America together. Because you know how Americans love the song God Bless America? Right. It's like a really popular song that everyone loves to sing, and they yeah. know the lyrics, and it's just a great modern song that can rally people. And coincidentally, at the same moment, protesters were assembling in front of the Supreme Court about the overturning Roe. So it was just like this horrible, the optics. I mean, listen, I'm no politician and I'm not even especially smart. Okay. But the optics, the the Democrats were looking mighty fucking feckless on Friday, I will say. Mighty fucking feckless, given everything that was happening. Uh, But, you know, the football coach can say his prayers. So that's good. I'm all, I'm, I might become, you know what? I might actually fuck around and become a high school football coach. Now that I can pray on the 50 yard line and I have right. the protection of the U S constitution and the fucking Christo fascists who are running the Supreme court. Let me coach a high school football team and start saying some prayers. Mm, I'm going to have some good spicy prayers. We'll test the limits of their appetite for prayers because John, as you know, there's more than one God to pray to, and there's more than one prayer to lift up. Or oh, cast yeah. down, as it were, the devil. Oh, I wish the devil would come back right now and fuck shit up. God damn, come on, devil. <laughs> when the fucking Satanic Temple, you know that organization, the Satanic yeah. Temple? Yeah, yeah. When they have a better model for how to combat all this stuff than the fucking Democratic Party. When you're, I mean, like, and I know Nancy Pelosi is never going to come out and support the Satanic Temple and say, yeah, we got our whole playbook from the Satanic Temple. I understand the optics are not ideal. It is called the Satanic Temple. Satan is a famously infamous character in our popular imagination. But man, when the Satanic Temple seems to have better ideas than the Democratic Party, why don't they start running candidates? You know, like you always vote. I always vote for the Democratic, but I but I vote for them on the Working Families Party line because that's really going to stick it to the corporate Dems, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. it doesn't make it. Well, I wish the Satanic Temple would start running candidates. They'd be like, "Yeah, you're going to vote. Uh, I'm going to vote to uh, uh, re-elect Christian Gillibrand on the Satanic Temple ticket <laughs> on the Satanic Temple Party." I like it. I don't know, man. Everything fucking sucks. It, you know, the gun bill passing, it was not nothing. I never, never thought 
that that would happen. Uh, in fact, um, I definitely didn't think it would happen on this timing. You you actually lost me decent amount of money. Yeah, in I'm that sorry for that. I said market. 59 or less votes. Right? Was the bet? I didn't think. Yeah, I thought and they it passed it on pass. Thursday yeah. with 65. Incredible. And then I'm the sorry. House approved it, uh, 234 to 193 margin. 14 Republicans joined the Democrats, so it technically was bipartisan. Yeah, and. Uh, it does something. It doesn't do nearly as much as we want, but that's the system we're working within. I'm sorry that I led you astray, and I feel bad because I lost you more money than I usually do. That's okay. That's okay. I should have known better. Maybe it was a psychological hedge on your part also. Yeah, I think so. I think that's a good point. I feel okay that it passed. I want to get back to Roe really quick because you had told me that Andrew Yang, who is your best friend now that you're into cryptocurrency— had some interesting remarks about the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Will you share those with me? I, oh, could, really yeah. use, I could really use an insight right now. I could really use some words of comfort from a from an esteemed I mean, you know, Andrew Yang, politician. He just sometimes comes up with some thoughts that are pretty unique and need to be out there in the world. And he, uh-huh. he, he, he tweeted, uh, it's impossible not to conclude that the Supreme Court has become political. It's sad. Period. Uh, it was interesting. I thought yeah, that was good. good. I mean, it's a guy. This guy ran for president, <laughs> and maybe he did have some good ideas. But you can't uh, yeah. just suddenly uh, have that thought <laughs> and then put it out. Uh, yeah. Nobody it's has noticed this yet. To but the Supreme that. Court is. I think it might be getting political. Kind of sad. When you think about it, which I just did for the first time. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah, I don't know what's up with this. I don't know. John, He's what's going to happen? Uh, with uh, abortion? With everything. With America. Uh, Are they going to outlaw contraception? Like, what's going to happen? Well, I think that depends what happens in the midterms. Um, I think certain states, if things go well for the Republicans, are are going to, you know, you Wisconsin and Pennsylvania, and um, you know, the Republicans aren't very far from getting a supermajority in 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 North Carolina. Um, even places like Virginia, yeah, you could have abortion outlawed in these places. And it won't mean that abortion is outlawed everywhere. But, you know, North Carolina is one of the few places in the South where people in these states where it is now automatically illegal can go to. And then if all of a sudden North Carolina isn't an option anymore, mm-hmm. now you're getting the point. It's really hard. I mean, it's hard already. Mm-hmm. It's just, I mean, some of these stories of like, these women in this Texas abortion clinic the other day who had driven all the way down from Oklahoma just because it's illegal there and they're in Texas and then this ruling comes down and they can't, you know, they say, we can't do anything. We can't help you. And they're like, what, what am I supposed to do? I mean, one of the women was like, I guess I'll have the kid. She doesn't want the kid. Right. She doesn't have the money for the kid, but she's like, I-, I can't afford to go all these places. 
than fucking Ross Douthat in the New York Times being like, well, now now that they've outlawed abortions, Republicans can show their pro-family by increasing funding. Like, shut up. Yeah, they're going to do that. Yeah, Shut I mean, up, you yeah. fucking idiot. Yeah, Peggy don't Noonan insult, said the same thing. Don't insult thing. these women by being like, oh, Republicans can actually seize the moment and show that they're actually, shut up. You fucking ghoul. You fucking misogynist ghoul. Fuck you. Shut the fuck up. You fucking creep. You're so happy women don't have control of your, their, their own bodies and Republicans aren't going to do shit to help them. I mean, maybe so he isn't happy, it. but either way, he doesn't give a shit. He hadn't thought about it. Right. It's just in, in, I mean, at the very best, he's just completely indifferent. I mean, this, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's ridiculous for us to be talking about it in some ways, but I mean, this affects men. Yeah, it affects it. This yeah, affects, exactly. Ugh. You know, you want to do your family planning? Don't want to have another kid? Yeah, you're going to have a kid. Yeah, exactly. It's so interesting, isn't it, that that the subtext of this entire conversation is like, yeah, but the pregnancy really is just the woman and the dad may or may not be a part of this. It's like, bro, yeah. an abortion's legal. A lot of guys about to be gaining. A lot yeah. of guys about to be gaining. Yeah. Yeah, it happened. I mean, I guess it wasn't a surprise, but it, it, but it's still shocking. It was shocking. And yeah. it was just as bad as the leaked or worse. I um, honestly think it, it probably hasn't hit a lot of people yet. Yeah. Yeah, it just sucks. God, and fucking, and, you know, it's not our place to say, like you said, because we're guys, but just fucking Brett Kavanaugh being a part of all this. Like, I know. That was always for me just the worst moment of Trump's whole administration, those hearings with Brett Kavanaugh crying that about how much he likes beers, fucking screaming, saying there's going to be retribution. Yeah. Uh, that was four years ago. It's fucking insane. Hot take. I don't like Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, yeah. Deal with that. Ooh, that was the sound of all our listeners' minds being blown. Like, what? Okay. Turning to listener questions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you want... <laughs> I mean, what is there to say? Everybody feels the same way. It uh, sucks. Uh, and we're all bummed and... I would just say abortionfunds.org. If you have the itch to give money, get it to abortionfunds.org. That seems like a yeah. good organization that bundles donations to different abortion uh, providers and women's health providers. And I made my donation on Friday, and John and I encourage you to do that as well. You know, David, I went to a birthday party this weekend. This was a, a 50th birthday party for someone else, which I wish if you'd been in town, we could have combined them. But we did not discuss... And it had just happened, you know, hours earlier. And it felt like, yeah, it felt like being out after 9-11 uh -huh. and not talking about the towers falling or something. Right, yeah. But it was on everybody's mind, I think. It was it was strange. Yeah, it is like 9-11. You're just in shock, you know? And the, and the consequences are so dire and so far-reaching, it's hard to wrap your mind around them. And only time will tell what the future will bring us. So that's why it's great to uh, be an American, I guess. Lee Greenwood, is that what he says? And I'm proud to be an American where at least time will tell what the future will bring us. And I gladly mm -hmm. stand up. I think those are the lyrics. 
And fuck Lee Actually, Greenwood while I'm at it. And fuck him too, a stupid really? song. Really? Is he a bad guy? Yeah, I, that song I kinda sucks. I kind of like that song. That, that song right. sucks, where at least I know I'm free. Yeah, there's a lot of women who are pretty fucking free right now. Yeah. Come on. Let's talk to Janie Haddad Tompkins about January 6th. So, Janie, welcome to Election Profit Makers. You're a two-time guest. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for having me. Also, I thought it was really funny the other day, John, you were like, Janie and I think alike. And I was like, that's what I've been trying to say. Like, I've been trying to tell people that. Right? Well, that's proof right there. Do you agree <laughs> with this statement? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm glad we're having you on because, yeah, if you if you think something, I'm way more inclined to go in that <laughs> direction. It doesn't mean that we're always right. No, it but, doesn't but mean that. But we're right a lot. It's like we're just trying to listen to our gut instincts. Maybe you guys have the same bacteria in your guts. Probably. Interesting. Yeah. Did there's you a lot know? we don't know about the gut. There's a lot in the <laughs> gut. There's a lot of serotonin in the gut, and serotonin oh. is what you need in your brain to regulate your moods and stuff. Welcome to GI Health on Election Profit Makers. There's no <laughs> serotonin in my gut, unfortunately. <laughs> Ranking the top five kombuchas that are available at your local grocery store. <laughs> yeah. So let's get into it, Janie. So let's get into it. What do you? Where do we begin? Well, we begin with, as we always do, predict it and the many financial opportunities that are available to us there. The market that we are all invested in, and I think this is due to your influence, Janie, when oh, you and I gosh. met yes. in Los Angeles not too long ago and had a power lunch, yes. um, you said, God help me, I am going to invest in the Donald Trump indicted by September 1st market on Predicted. I did. And lo and behold, I did the same. John, are you also in that market? I, I am in that market. <gasps> We're yes. all three in it. Well, okay, oh, so boy. I had to just preface really quick by when I saw you for our power lunch, I had just gotten back from Las Vegas and I lost money. You had gone to Las Vegas to do some investing. <laughs> and, so, oh. and I lost money on the craps table. And I was like, I want to get my like $100 back. And I was like, I think he's going to be indicted because the market on predicted just says basically indicted before September 1st. It can be by any um, any AG. It doesn't have to be like necessarily DOJ in, in D.C. Right. It, ha it can be Georgia or New York or in, maybe there's other ones we don't know about. But Georgia and New York are very publicly investigating him. So. Correct. So, yeah. So I thought that was like kind of a sure thing. So I went all in and now I'm like scared because uh, what if it's September 2nd that it well, happens? Then, uh, yeah, we all <laughs> we all lose our money. <laughs> so wait a minute. You were you were chasing. You were basically chasing your losses. Yes. When when David met with you. I'm not sure I realized that. I don't think I made the connection that your gut might have been. <laughs> Might it have been was, soured by the recent loss you took in um, Las Vegas, Sin City. It all merged together because I've been closely following the J6 committee hearings. And so it all became one feeling. And I mean, I even watched one of them in my Vegas hotel room. Oh. The Monday I was that woke up in Vegas, I set my alarm for like 6 a.m. so I could turn them on instantly and and watch them so it all became one feeling i've lost money today i've lost 40 dollars 
today oh. on the okay. indictment market. Which doesn't make sense to me because right before I logged in with you guys, <laughs> there was a huge breaking news moment that makes me feel like this market should be skyrocketing. You're talking about that? the push alert that we all got within the last hour. Correct. Okay. It, I, I, it, fill me in on that. So this morning, it's Monday, and everyone's depressed on the planet. And then all of a sudden, like 20 minutes ago, a push alert came on everybody's phone that says the J6 committee, which is, by the way, in their two-week recess, meaning their vacation, mm -hmm. has announced a surprise public hearing presentation for tomorrow, Tuesday morning. Okay, that was not on the books. Midnight album drop. And it is going to present new evidence, which we all know last week, the British documentarian Alex Holder cooperated with the committee and turned over 20 hours of footage of Trump. He had been following him for years or something. And he turned over 20 hours of footage to the J6 committee. They questioned him Thursday morning for hours, which is why the bombshell hearings on Thursday came a couple hours late. So I think, in my personal opinion, mm -hmm. that you cannot announce a surprise committee presentation hearing that was not on the books unless you are now presenting a smoking oh. gun. Yes, bombshell. You will look bad. You will look bad. And right now they look good. Everyone's praising their presentation. So why would they risk? Do you see what I'm saying? Let's remind our listeners. So this documentarian apparently was in the Oval Office with Trump's family the morning of January 6th filming a documentary. Yes. And apparently nobody in the White House realized... <laughs> He was filming a documentary. There's all these quotes like, we had no idea he was filming us for a documentary. So <laughs> well, maybe they is... were speaking candidly and they just ignored the British man in the corner with the camera. I think he had been there long enough, maybe that they kind of like forgot he was there. Because remember, these are reality television people. <gasps> oh, Jamie. That's right. All they of were them for are. years on a reality television show. And what's the first rule of reality television? You forget to forget the, forget camera. the cameras there. Ignore the cameras. Just act natural. Oh, my gosh. So I think that and not only that, oh, wowie, this was kind of like a little buried thing. But I saw a headline last week that said Alex Holder said that he saw Trump on like days before the 2020 election take a phone call from Putin. Whoa, really? Oh, I miss that. Well, how could you how could you see it? The news has been so all over the map. Like yeah, it's this true. and that and like the Supreme Court and this and that. And so we're yeah. not keeping our eyes on the prize, which is why I felt like my market just went down $40 here. But by tomorrow, do you think it could go back up? Because, you know, if they reveal this smoking gun. Okay, here's a question I have. Just do you think... Yes, it's got to be something big if they're going to have done this. But do you think that they just decided this morning or do you think they yes. knew? Because it would be a good play if they knew on Thursday that they were going to do this and then to make it seem mm. like it was a surprise. It doesn't lessen the bombshellness of it. 
Right. But that maybe just for TV effect, like a breaking news, this has been such, you know, this is such a big thing that we've just decided to break into our coverage and, and uh, you know, come back from our vacation, whereas they might have known like three or well, four days I ago. I wonder because also like, I think, remember there was like the week before they had uh, postponed something and it was like, oh, cause that, it, yeah, they postponed something and they were saying how like they have this like tiny little crew that is sifting through everything. And they oh. made it sound like they were just like, it was like this David and Goliath situation. Maybe it maybe it took them that long to assemble and edit. You know that they love to pepper little uh, video clips in with their testimony and their questioning of people. That right. I know. And the 20 hours of footage is a lot of footage to go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can't play the whole 20. I mean, I'd, I would watch it. Oh, my God. But- 20 hours of unedited footage from inside the Trump White House. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sounds like paradise. It's like, you know, all those Beatles nerds were like, they watch that thing, um, that Beatles documentary where they're all in the studio <laughs> fussing and fighting, and people are like, I want to see all the footage. Show me everything. Eight hours isn't enough. That's how I, I was like that. I liked it so much. Really? Yeah. I thought that was so good. The Beatles. I'm predicting, this is not unpredicted, but that it's going to end like the jinx when they caught you know, that killer on the microphone saying- You think Trump's just going to go into the bathroom with a hot on. mic and say, I can't believe I- I want to, I can't believe I overthrew the government. He says, <laughs> he'll say conned them all, of course, instead of killed them all. Yeah. But there are still those doubters out there that are saying there is just no smoking gun, no smoking gun to Trump. And it's like, well, I feel like we've seen a smoking gun, <laughs> but they might now have the thing that would be considered by every single person a smoking gun. Yeah, except humans have very flexible minds, and I'm sure even if Trump just turns to the camera and says, my goal today is the same as it ever was, to overthrow our democratic system of government and stay in power forever. And lie to people. Yeah, and people will just say, oh, he's just being a goofball. He's hamming it up for the cameras. You can't trust what you see. So you think if he is on camera saying... Yeah, I know the election was legitimate, but I'm just going to do this other like strategy for fun or whatever. Right. That that still (laughs) like that still isn't going to like move the needle. No, that would move the needle. That moves the needle. But why do we need that? I mean, I feel like this, you know, he had. I want that. But he had already. He he tried to make this guy the acting attorney general and send this letter to Georgia telling them to, I mean, don't we have like a million smoking guns already? I think so. I mean, I, when that um, phone call came out in 2020 to Georgia, it was like a 90 minute phone call and it was on the, it was on the online. I listened to the entire phone call. There we go. The Raffensperger phone call where he's like, look, I just need you to find so-and-so many votes. 11,780 votes. There you go. (laughs) He said, I just need you to find 11,780 votes. Right. Because it was like one more vote than what Biden won. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is an incredible coincidence. (laughs) But also it's like not really enough to trigger a win because that would automatically trigger like another hand count or whatever. Like they were already, yeah, they were already doing the hand. Yeah. It was like, why don't you just go find a million? 
You know? Yes. I just need you to find one million votes. That would have been a bolder ask. Yeah. 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 Right. Does this guy not know how to negotiate? <laughs> he doesn't, according to the ghostwriter for The Art of the Deal. Oh, we're we talking about Tony Schwartz? Yeah. Because when that guy owned like... Twitter in the summer of 2016? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, that guy thought he was going to change the course of American history. But he was he like, really... actually, I'm the ghostwriter, and this dude is kind of an asshole and a cheapskate. Like <laughs> a little <laughs> yeah, too cared. late, dude. Too little, right. too late, Tony. He didn't actually write that book. Okay. Shucker. Okay, well, so I don't think right. it'll move the needle with Trump supporters or any politicians. The die is cast. They're all in on Trump forever and ever. I mean, even this guy, Rusty Bowers. The Secretary yeah. of State in Arizona who testified last week and is, was everyone's hero for 20 minutes as he talked yeah. about his solemn oath and Christian faith. Then he came out and said, yeah, if Trump ran against Biden again, I would vote for Trump. Like, there's nothing – even the people even the people whose dying daughter were being harassed by MAGA maniacs would still vote for Trump again. The only needle I care about is this damn indictment market because we all got into it. We all went – we all went, went crazy. Because of and, me. I feel and bad. I'm, I'm hoping that tomorrow, if there truly is bombshell footage of of whatever, that this market will spike. Because right now, Janie, I mean, God I love you, but I'm, I'm, down $40. I'm underwater. I bought it 23 cents, and this is currently at what? 14 cents. Oh, my. I bought it 16 cents, so I'm, I'm oh. doing much better. I think I bought it in two different cents because – I bought one one day and then I bought more shares another day when right. I got really excited. It should give excited. you your average if you click on the actual market. It'll show you the latest price. and then The it'll latest under- price is 14 cents. And then yeah. under latest price, it'll have the number <gasps> of shares you have. And I then bought it 24 that- cents. <gasps> I, went, I lost 10 cents a share here. Oh, All right. Yeah. So, okay, here's the deal. Let's say tomorrow... The market spikes. Do I, should we get out? Yeah, yeah. We should get out. Just get out. There's no way this is happening. So we just need to get out above what we bought in. Let's all agree to make a little money and bail. But then what if he does get indicted at the end of August by George SA or something? Yeah, we we should stay in. We could have won so much more money. Janie, you've put you've put your finger on the on the crux of the matter here. I don't yeah. know what to do because I know, right? Also, I can't believe I I got so heavily invested in this market. I like now that it's almost July, I'm starting to get nervous. It's so weird, you know, whenever I buy into these markets, like will Boris Johnson resign by August 1st? Will Trump be indicted by September 1st? Uh-huh. They, the, it, they always just feel so far away. Like, doesn't September always just feel like a really far away month? I guess because it's at the end of a long stretch of summer. Yeah. Summer sucks. Wait, what? <laughs> I don't like it. Aren't you in L.A.? Yeah. Well, we have summer all year around. And number two, I um I don't like daylight savings time. I like standard time. Okay. Let's oh. <laughs> Let's keep things civil here. <laughs> I am pretty convinced that Merrick Garland kind of has to indict him. I just don't know when it's going to occur necessarily. Hmm. Um, but I, I'm, 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 I'm one of those people that are people are yelling at online are being uh, naive. What, like when people who are like, "Why is Merrick Garland sitting on his hands? Why won't he do anything? Why is he such a coward?" Yes, I don't feel that way necessarily about Merrick Garland for a couple of reasons, um, because he's kind of um, 
to me, he's kind of signaling he has a better understanding of what the heck is going on right now than like almost all of our leadership. Huh. Like his his statement on the overturning of Roe, uh-huh. to me, was like a stronger throated, more clear eyed statement than like executive branch. Or the 10,000 emails I got that said, we have to protect, we have to protect Roe, donate now. Yeah, I don't, I feel like there's something going on, like where he kind of understands this moment, but maybe I'm just being like, I'm projecting or something because Mm -hmm. you have to remember at DOJ, like he gets to see all of like the threat assessment of the land. And there is a calculation here about violence erupting Mm -hmm. and the violence, it's going to erupt either way if they charge Trump or they don't charge Trump, like we're kind of in a pickle with the country mm-hmm. and the divisiveness and this sort of like temperature, shall we say, mm-hmm. and how many people own guns and whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in my opinion, I feel like he's seeing something and understands this moment. But uh, so I well, think it kind of sounds like what you're saying is Merrick Garland is not going to indict Trump because violence would erupt and he doesn't want that. No, no. That's She's saying it's, the not. violence is going to erupt either way. So let's just uh, that the nobody's going to be happen, happy. Maybe he could, you know, somehow do a half indictment where everyone's happy or everyone's unhappy. And then there's like a little minor violence on both sides. But I agree with you that some of the criticism of, of Merrick Garland uh-huh. is because they're seeing this inaction. Yes. And that doesn't mean that they m- might not be eventually right and that he does not do anything. But I, th- I don't think you see the stuff that's going on behind the scenes. Right. I, I, th- I think it's one of those things where suddenly, boom, it happens. I agree. And, and, you know, you don't see any buildup to it. He, he's not going to tip his, his uh, hand. And another thing is, let's just say we take the man at his word. On January 5th, of this year, he came out and gave a speech where he said in his speech that he was like going all the way to the top in his like mild mannered way or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's the kind of person that comes out and is like, I'm going to get Trump. Don't you worry. I'm going to get him. Right. I think he says we're going to like look under every rock and dot every I and cross every like that's him saying essentially what we think he should say. Is that crazy? The two of you have more faith in Merrick Garland than I do. I will say that. But I hope you're right. And I don't care about, I mean, this is easy for me to say because I live in a heavily fortified bunker. But this (laughs) idea that like, oh, we shouldn't do anything because we might upset everybody with guns and then there'll be a war. It's like, there's going to fucking be a war. Like they're going to, this Supreme Court is going to ban contraception. Like, yeah, it's going to pop off regardless. Isn't it better to just get it over with? That's my point. I think that's why he is. I think he understands the moment in the way that you understand the moment. What you just said. Yeah. It's just that he has to do it in a way where he is looking at the chessboard and is like, this is the least collateral damage moment. And he also needs he also needs to do it by September 1st so we can get paid. Well, I think that. I think that I definitely don't think it's going to happen no matter what, if Merrick Garland does it, that it's going to happen before the end of the J6 committee presentation. And the J6 committee presentation doesn't end until July. 
John, you wanted to ask her about alligators or something, you said? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you're from South Carolina. Yeah. So have you have you seen any of this news in, in South Carolina about alligators? Oh, my God. I mean, I do feel like every... I, I, was there something that was going around where an alligator was on somebody's screen? Somebody got killed by an alligator this weekend Shit. in Myrtle Beach. How? A and just, you know, they eat eating. The alligator you know? killed them by eating them? Well, I mean, what they how do you know, them. drowning, eating, biting, you know, I need they, to not know with a so but but like an so adult that's terrible. An that's adult terrible. person? I don't think we know yet who it was. And where was it? Like, was it like, did they get like, were they in the water or were they just near water? Okay. Let me, all right. Let me, I got to find the specifics. Because, here, okay? or were they like walking their dogs? See, this happens sometimes. I think when people walk their dogs, like in like near water right? and then they so come after the dog and then they like try to protect the dog and then they die. So you're saying they I don't know if it, it would just like would it attack an adult human like just walking nearby? That makes me a little interested in the circumstances. Like Merrick Garland with this alligator. <laughs> okay. Um alligator one dead in Myrtle Beach after alligator attack, dragged a resident into a pond and killed them Friday morning. Uh -huh. And and what's your what's your big theory about these alligators, John? What are you talking like? Well, I I, I I'm I'm worried that mm -hmm. there have been. So then I read this, and I'm like, okay, that's horrible that that's happened. And then I read that this was the fourth alligator attack in South Carolina since 2016, and that's more than Florida, and more than any other place. More so, than Florida. Yeah. Yeah. So Florida has Come had, South on. Carolina has only had four alligator fatalities ever, but they've all happened since 2016. Has anyone checked to see if these alligators are wearing Fred Perry shirts? <laughs> get it? Because Proud Boys? It, yeah. I get it. Yeah. I okay. get it. All right. all right. So where my mom lives in South Carolina, it is kind of known and talked about that the growth and development has been like breakneck speed. And I'm wondering if it's just like has something to do with like encroaching. But that's happening in Florida too. Okay, so here it is. There's been 33 fatal alligator attacks in the U.S. since 1948. That's not very many. Okay. 26 total in Florida. Huge state. Florida's four times the size of South and the Carolina. Everglades has, the Everglades has a lot of gators. Only one in, in Louisiana, one in Texas, one in, in Georgia. And then- since four. 2016, you've had four in South Carolina. That's a lot. And then you've got climate change and the alligators are moving north. Hungrier, thirstier. Yeah. I'm worried that they're moving into North Carolina. And that they're definitely somebody, moving. Is that what this, this is about? They're definitely they're, moving into North Carolina. There's the, no way they're not moving into yeah, North Yeah, exactly. And I think we need to shut down the border There's between no North Carolina and South Carolina to keep these alligators out. Are because you going to shut killing, down the ocean? You're going to shut down the coast? Yeah, because what guess what? There was an alligator spotted in the at the beach I know. last they summer. They do last swim summer. in the ocean now. Yeah. yeah. Because like when there's it's floodwaters, like, they get washed out into yes. the ocean. Yes. 
it used to be in North Carolina that we only had alligators in Brunswick County, which is the furthest southernmost mm-hmm. county just around the Wilmington area. And now mm-hmm. they're all the way up near the the North Carolina, Virginia border. And they're obviously they're coming from South Carolina. They're so big too. The ones that I see like when they're like, oh, I found this alligator in my living room or whatever. And they post it online. They're like enormous. Yeah. No, there are some huge ones. I mean, I think it's seriously climate change. I'm being totally serious no, here. No, I totally they agree with you. They are getting bigger and moving and it's north. And thirstier and aggressive. They're like hungry and thirsty and they're out for blood. Yeah. <clears throat> we went to Bull Island, South Carolina to look at the Boneyard Beach. It's like a conservator, like nature conservancy or something. Right. And we were driving past hundreds of alligators that were hibernating and sleeping in the water underneath us. They were hundreds of them. It was like if you were looking out into a crowd, like a football stadium of people, it's like that many alligators were in that. I have a picture of it. I'm going to find it and I'm going to send it to you because the hair on my body stood straight up. So in this article, it said that there are 100,000 alligators in South Carolina. Yeah. I Can you imagine it. if you saw all of them in one place? Well, they hibernate in the winter and you can go to Bull Island and drive right by them and you might see them all. It's a madness. It's pretty bad. We need to do something about it. Makes me want to carry a gun. Oh my God. <laughs> Get you can't over- kill an alligator with anything else. You could knock it over well, the head. Alligator's not going to do anything. They're so sleepy and tired. Not when they're hungry. They just want. They're like manatees. They're like manatees. No, they're really fast. All right, I don't want to talk about this anymore, John. This was a horrible topic. Okay, can I just tell you? I'm at the Wikipedia page. Here are the most recent <laughs> ones. We do not know anything about the most recent one in Myrtle Beach. Oh my but god! But before that, one was killed in Florida. Forty-seven-year-old male. Then an, another 71-year-old male in New Orleans. All right. Okay. All right. Sorry okay. Great that. topic. Thank you, John. Over. All right. It's not a market on predict it, but it should be. <laughs> yeah. Will there be another alligator attack in South Carolina in the next, before September 1st? Okay. So Alex Holder did drop a little video on Twitter the other day after he spoke to the committee. And it was this like hilarious, I'm sorry, it was hilarious. I know I shouldn't be laughing at it, but it was hilarious video of Trump like sitting down to be interviewed by him. And he was like, like concerned about this glass of water in the photo, in the, in the, in the shot. And like kept saying like, (laughs) he kept saying like, I don't think this glass of water looks good can I, uh, you come here and move the water? And they're like, okay, we'll move the water. We'll, I'll just move the table too. And he's like, yep, yep. And then he's like, no, bring the table back. But okay, bring the water back, but put the napkin underneath instead of on the... And it was like so funny. It was like a, literally three full minutes of him like setting up a shot about a p- glass of water next to him. Maybe that's what they're going to show. Maybe that's going to be enough. <laughs> Yeah, maybe right. he's worried that, that, yeah, if the water was there, that he'd have to take a sip and he has trouble. Right. No, but he brought water, the water back. Water. 
He brought it back. But here's the thing about the that to me makes me feel like if he was concerned about the water in the shot, then he definitely wasn't thinking about saying that he knew he was lying on on the microphone. If that's all he was thinking about was whether the water. Oh, maybe he was so distracted. Maybe that's the director's way to get people to open up. He places a disconcerting (laughs) glass of water. It was the funniest. And then they get so fixated on the water. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to steal the election. Can we do something about this glass of water? Because I'm going to look weak if there's a glass of water on this table and yet they don't see me drink from it. With a napkin on top instead of – I could not stop laughing at it. It was honestly the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. I was like, this guy's such a clown show. Yeah, he's a weirdo. (laughs) It was really funny. I think that they got him on like saying something. That's my prediction. John, what do you think? I don't know, I'm, but I'm excited, and I I will be watching it uh, for sure. I'll be watching for sure. I think I think I think the market will spike. Tomorrow. I hope so. I mean, that's uh, the important I, thing for us. If we want yeah, to get out I, of this, stinker. I don't know if it's going to get up ten cents for you guys to get out, but you might be able to get out with a, a smaller like a break loss. even. Cut Maybe. our losses. Story of my life. Oh, why don't you just cut your losses? Uh, I want to win. I'm tired of cutting my losses. If you guys sell out of your shares, will you text me? Because I don't. I have to work tomorrow, and I won't be following. Yeah, we'll let you know. So just text okay. me. Yeah, yeah. Because then I'll get out with you guys. Okay. To save we'll, face. We'll all know? get out together. We're all going to jump out of the airplane at the same time. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Janie. Yeah. Thank you for having me. As I've told you many times, I'll always hold you and your husband in my heart because you introduced me to the Bureau, the greatest show ever made. Oh, yeah. It's also been a pleasure to watch the January 6th committee with you remotely. Another great prestige drama about spycraft and espionage. Speaking of my husband, we have a podcast together. I guess I'll plug. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. It's called Stay of Homekins, and it comes out once a month, so it's not a big um, commitment. We used to do it every week, but. It was sort you of dialed born that up. back. Yeah, because it came out of the pandemic. And then when things started winding back up and um, my husband, Paul, has so many other podcasts, we just scaled it back to once a month. So you All can right. subscribe to it very easily and not feel overwhelmed. And where do we find it? <laughs> you can find Stay of Homekins. Um, I I guess I usually send it around on Apple Podcasts, but every it's everywhere. Like it's anywhere you get your podcasts. I've sent the RSS feed to all the little outlets. Do you want to plug any social media accounts that you curate or mastermind? I don't know. I'm on Twitter at, at Janie Haddad, but okay. that's the only that's where I'm mostly active. I don't I am on Instagram, but I don't do it that much. <laughs> and on Predict It, you're not that active. Well, I don't know. I might start not being yet. Not <laughs> yeah. Yet. Right. Like this now that my money's stuck in there, I gotta move it around. I might be in, in it forever now, huh? We'll look for you in the comment section of Predict It. That's a nice place to hang out and make friends. Okay. Yeah, right. No, no. Uh, <laughs> okay, I won't do that. Will you send me those pictures of those alligators so I can forward them to oh Governor my God. Cooper? Yes, I'm going to get my alligators, all the alligators okay. right now. Or post them on Instagram. I don't know. Do I'm going to look right now. Okay. John, last week you stunned our listeners by saying that your dad had a t-shirt featuring the iconic photograph of Bo Derek from the erotic comedy 10. I hear you would like to issue a correction about that yeah. statement. You know, memory's weird. You have these memories, you see things in your head, your mind space mm-hmm. and um, your mind palace. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see those things in your mind palace and I can't 
yeah, I'd just like to apologize because that was incorrect. I, I brought that up with my parents, and they say that it was not Bo Derek, it was Farrah Fawcett. And in fact, my dad still has the t-shirt. No. Yes, he does. He sent How me a picture. How can he have it? This, wasn't, this, wasn't this from like 30 years ago? Yeah, yeah. You know, they parents, you know, when you get old, you have stuff. Yeah, I'll say parents do hold on to T-shirts. Yeah, I mean, I have T-shirts that are probably 20 years old. Really? So, um, yeah, he sent me a picture. If you, if you know, if you, I, I should post it on the Discord, actually. Oh, okay. Maybe I need to get his permission, but. Patreon.com slash election profit makers. Yeah, I'll post a picture. You can see the picture of uh oh, but, sti- but it still is weird that your dad has a t-shirt with Fairfax. like what was that a gag gift or like yeah my mom th- thinks that somebody at the bank probably oh gave it, it was some bankers fun right and you know and he never wore it he just i saw him wear it mowing the lawn once and thought it was hilarious and is it the famous iconic photo of farrah fawcett from that era where she's like in semi-profile, wearing a red one-piece bathing suit, and she, yeah, her hair is yeah. fully feathered. It's just like this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the first thing you notice is her hair. I mean, right. she is wearing a bathing suit, but but uh, yeah, she had pretty incredible hair. So I bet that shirt's worth so much money. I'm going to look it up right now. Vintage. Farrah Fawcett t-shirt vintage. Oh, yeah. That is an iconic photo. And she was more famous than, than Bo Derek, right? I guess she was, yeah, because of Charlie's Angels. That was a big show. Uh, all right, we're going to start the bidding at $500 for um, Mr. Kimball's vintage Farrah Fawcett t-shirt. We'll be giving the money to abortionfunds.org. Are we free to, can we Can we do that for real? Yeah, that's a great idea. Fuck yeah, it. You think your dad it. will consent to it? Yeah. Bidding starts at $500. Email us, contact at Election Profit Makers, or weigh in on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Election Profit Makers, because this shirt probably is worth a lot of money, and it'll go to a good cause. So if you're interested, let us know. What size do you suppose it is? Men's large? Yeah, a large or extra large, you know. If someone makes the, if someone can make the minimum, then we'll 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 let this t-shirt go to a donor. That's a great idea. Yeah, why not? Fuck it. You can make a little yeah. money, raise a little money. Thanks to Janie Haddad Tompkins for joining us this week. Uh, thanks to all of you for listening. Can't sugarcoat it. Shitty week. Super shitty week. Um, but we hope this podcast was a little bit of a distraction for you. Maybe it wasn't since uh, it'd actually be a terrible distraction because we explicitly discussed all the things that we want to be distracted from. But now is not the time for distraction. Now is the time for engagement, for fighting. And we will never stop fighting for you. Right. Click on this link to access Act Blue. Fight, fight, fight. What kind of fight? Wouldn't you like to know? Election Profit Makers is an independent production. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash election profit makers. Send your election prediction questions to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. And if you want to try Predicted, go to predicted.org slash promo slash EPM20 to receive up to $20 in matching funds. Thanks. See you guys next week. Thanks. Hang in there. <laughs>